Hello, and welcome to Speaking of Psychology, a podcast produced by the American Psychological Association. I'm your host, Kim Mills. Speaking of Psychology is a podcast for anyone with an interest in the science of psychology. We talk to psychological researchers, practitioners, and educators about any and every aspect of psychology and its application to the world around us. Dr. Sharut Guntuku is a postdoctoral researcher in multimedia computing, working at the Penn Medicine Center for Digital Health. His research aims to leverage large-scale social media image and text data to model social health outcomes and psychological traits. He also works closely with the World Wellbeing Project at the Positive Psychology Center at the University of Pennsylvania. Before joining the Penn Medicine Center, Dr. Guntuku completed his PhD studies on modeling users' personality and multimedia preferences at the School of Computer Science and Engineering at Nanyang Technological University in Singapore. He also worked on facial expression recognition while interning at Panasonic. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you very much for inviting me. So let's start by talking about the research that you presented here. Can you explain what you, what you did? I know it had to do with Twitter and attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. So we were looking at uh, people who post that they, are, uh, they had a diagnosis of ADHD on Twitter, and we got something like 1,400 people uh, with a self-diagnosis of ADHD, and we analyzed how their linguistic patterns vary with a control group. Are they posting more at night? Are they posting more about being anxious? Are they posting more about being stressed? Uh, and how does their personality vary when compared to the control group? And uh, some of the findings that we get from Twitter it's really interesting and uh, they sort of uh, confirm existing uh, clinical studies on ADHD and there are others which sort of give new hypothesis which can then be tested in an actual clinical study. For instance, a lot of um, studies have been have shown that um, anxiety is a comorbid condition with ADHD and we find a lot of people uh, using a lot of anxiety related words uh, on Twitter. Uh, and um, we also see that people are posting a lot at night. So people with ADHD are posting a lot at night between say 12 a.m. and 6 a.m. when people are supposed to be sleeping. And uh, this sort of suggests that uh, Twitter is giving them the instant gratification that people with ADHD want. So you post a tweet and you get instant comments. Yeah. So that's uh, the social, so this platform is giving you that um, uh, opportunity or that uh, right venue to to trigger uh, the uh, your um, different traits. Mm -hmm. And that's something that that ADHD people would be looking for. That yes. They want that instant answer to yes. whatever it is that they're they're thinking about at yes. that time. Is there something particular about people with ADHD that they'd be awake at those hours? Did you know that going in? No, we didn't. So we had no clue uh, what times they would be posting. We had a general idea that maybe they'll be posting more when compared to the control group, and that's something we found. Uh, but we didn't really know when they'll be posting. For instance, it was completely new uh, for us, and even a collaborator on the paper uh, who is who actually sees patients uh, with ADHD, and he was like, oh, this is interesting, because often uh, patients who come in to him, they never report, or they seldom report that uh, they were up at, until 4, 4 a.m., because we don't really keep track of time that well. Mm -hmm. uh, but then if you um, have a way to summarize the activity on social media and give that to clinician, 
that's where we are trying to take this forward in terms of providing clinicians the right feedback about patients. So then what they go back and ask their patients with ADHD, do you have trouble sleeping? And they can then help treat that. Yes. Is there anything about the medication that somebody with ADHD might be taking that is going to keep them awake at night? Frankly, I don't know the answer to that uh, because I'm not an expert in ADHD, but uh, we did see a lot of um, language related to weed, uh, uh, so smoking weed, uh, for instance, (laughs) and we were were surprised. Why are people posting about smoking weed uh, uh, when they have ADHD? And then uh, this collaborator of ours said, oh, this is something that I always see. People are using weed to self-medicate. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. So how did, how did you get this cohort? I mean, how would you know that just because somebody is on Twitter and says he or she has ADHD, that that's true? So there is no way of uh, formally um, confirming if they had an official diagnosis of ADHD. But uh, there are uh, a few studies which looked at uh, depression-related tweets. For instance, I was diagnosed with depression. And then they um, asked people to, or rather, um, to independent assessors to go through these tweets and then uh, give their assessment of whether these tweets look genuine or not. And those studies report high inter-rater agreeability. Uh, But then that's about the uh, confirmation that we have so far about the data that we have collected. But going forward, uh, especially with depression, we have data from multiple sources. For instance, we have um, a lot of people who have self-reported their depression diagnosis on Twitter. And we have also um, asked a lot of people to take depression screening questionnaires uh, like CESD or BDI, and they have shared their social media data with us. So they have consented to share them with us. And we also have at Penn Medicine Center for Digital Health, we have people who have uh, clinical records of depression. Mm-hmm. So we have these uh, huge variety of data sources, and now uh, we have a way to compare which data is reliable in terms of uh, whether the data that we collect based on these self-reports, if we build a model on that and test it on the clinical diagnosis, does it really work? Mm -hmm. And the note here is that even the clinical diagnosis themselves are not really robust because uh, the idea of um, diagnosing somebody for these mental health conditions, it takes at least two or three hours. And often uh, the diagnosis in the uh, clinical setting in the primary care are not that rigid or Mm -hmm. that accurate. So there is some uh, fuzziness in the ground truth. Interesting. So did you get permission from everybody to to use their, their, you know, follow them on on Twitter? So we were not uh, following anyone on Twitter. We were just using the Twitter API to look at public tweets. So anyone who posts on Twitter, the data is public unless they set it to be private. Uh-huh. And we, we don't go into the private tweets because we don't have access. But we have IRB at the university which controls what we do with the data and how we store the data and so on. Uh, so we are using mostly public tweets and we don't follow or we don't communicate or engage with the participants that we're actually recruiting. So what are the next steps now based on what you learned? How does this get applied? So here we uh, it's uh, multifold actually. The first thing we're looking at is if we can develop some feedback apps so that um, you take our survey 
And then can we uh, give you as a user, or rather the person who is taking the survey, uh, can we give them some feedback about how they have been using social media the last week or the last month? Here are the words that, I, that you're posting on social media last week. And you've been swearing a lot. Uh, perhaps you've not noticed. And you've been posting a lot at night. Uh, looks like you should keep your phones away before you sleep. Uh, or at least one hour before you sleep. So the, we are looking at s some of these uh, feedback mechanisms uh, to the user yeah. uh, of social media, and we are also working with clinicians to give uh, to find out a way um, to give this data or uh, to summarize this data and give them in an actionable format. Um, what made you choose ADHD out of all the possible syndromes that you could be looking at? So ADHD, unlike depression, unlike, say, anxiety, is not really well studied in the, uh, in the literature. And some of its manifestations are still being um, discovered. So we thought social media being uh, the, you know, it gives you the uh, in-the-moment feel for users. So we thought social media will give us uh, some of these uh, manifestations which are not yet discovered in the clinical setting, and it'll help us generate some of the hypotheses which we can go and test back. Great, well that's all very interesting. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thanks a lot, it was great, it was fun talking to you. Speaking of Psychology is part of the APA Podcast Network, which includes other great podcasts such as APA Journal's Dialogue about the latest and most exciting psychological research, and Progress Notes, which discusses the practice of psychology. You can find all APA podcasts on iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever you get your podcasts. You can also go to our website, speakingofpsychology.org, to listen to more episodes and see more resources on the topics we discuss. I'm Kim Mills with the American Psychological Association, and this is Speaking of Psychology. Speaking of Psychology.